Hey sisters, before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to take a minute and recognize where you are at. Maybe you have been listening to the podcast for a while and implementing some of the really amazing tips and tools that are proven to help you and you're starting to experience a little bit of relief, or maybe it seems really overwhelming, or maybe you're just catching this for the first time. You know, before I fell myself deep into hormonal chaos, I didn't even know what perimenopause was. So there's a lot of miseducation and lack of education out there before we even figure out that we don't have to be suffering this way. I wanted to remind you that there are a few ways that you can always work with me, whether it's toe dipping or whether it's all in or somewhere in between. I want you to take control of your body and never have to suffer again. And that is the goal of the Period Whisperer brand. And this podcast is to give you the education that you need, the steps and strategies that you need to get there in whatever container of support is going to work for you. I want you to be able to decode the whispers of your body so that you can always feel confident that you know your path back to feeling awesome. Because we all get off path sometimes. So listen, go to my website. I'll make sure to put the link here, swipe up and grab the link to my website. Check out my courses there. There are some amazing quick my quick courses. You can get results with fast with my 10 hormone hacks. There is some great mindset stuff with my walking hormone balancing meditations. There is a full course in the Balance Your She Blueprint that you can follow on your own Or if you want a more personal touch, which is the way I love to work, come on into the Perimenopause Posse. It is a small investment, but it is a huge value. We do monthly challenges where we follow my exact P4 formula to get you results and have dozens of bonus trainings, an incredible group of women going through the same thing to help you keep accountable, and also a weekly live call with me. Weekly live coaching to get your questions answered. Finally, if you're someone who doesn't want to mess around and wants a customized strategy, you can always apply for one of my hormone healing analysis strategy analysis <laughs> strategy calls, which is a 90-minute call where we customize a program and protocol to you with a follow-up call to make sure that it works, or you can apply to work with me one-on-one. I might have not have spots available right now. It is my most in-depth container. Every client of mine that comes in and follows through with me gets results. So don't suffer. Reach out now, take control now, and feel the best you've ever felt. All right, grab your pen and paper. Let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. 
This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sisters, it's Bria here. I'm so happy that you are here joining me in this podcast episode. More than anything, I'm happy that you're taking time for you to educate yourself on something that is just really not known enough about in the world. You know, if you follow me, maybe you've heard me say this before, but Through all the research and all the years that I have now been specializing in the female hormones, in how we feel in our bodies in perimenopause, I have learned that the significant shifting that we are experiencing, which begins at 35 and ends when we actually are achieving menopause, which is like a year after our last bleed, right? So that can be... 20, 25 years even for some of us. So for that entire time, the shifting we experience is as significant, as dramatic, as potent as what we go through in puberty, as what we go through in pregnancy and postpartum. And yet There is so little information, so little compassion, so little encouragement for us to do all the things, right? All the things to help us feel better in this time. So I'm really glad you're here and I think you should take it as a mega win and feel really good about the fact that you're starting to prioritize this because listen, awareness is the first step of all growth, right? Being able to see that you want to grow, being aware that you have an opportunity And then, of course, having some hope that you can actually feel better. And that's why I'm really glad you're here. I want to give you some hope. I want to give you the tips and tools to do that. So let's dive into this episode because today we're going to talk about something that comes up all the time in my live coaching calls in the perimenopause posse, which you should be in if you're not. We have monthly challenges. We get your questions actually answered. It's a community of women who are there going through something. And listen to this. I just learned this. But did you know that science and studies and research show that women experience stress differently than men. And one of the best ways we can improve on stress by, you know, building our confidence and feeling more secure in ourselves is by doing it with other people, other women specifically, right? Feeling like we're a part of something. So if you're not in the posse, come join us in there or apply for one of my one-on-one health coaching spots. This is where I also hear this question and we talk a lot about this specific area, and that is simply breaking up with your workouts in perimenopause. Now, don't throw tomatoes at me here because I should really say don't throw your chocolate chips at me or your glass of wine because that's more what we're eating these days, isn't it? Don't throw things at me. When I say this to people, when we talk about this 
and the understanding around about why we would even want to break up with our workouts, why we should break up with our workouts. Some of the pushback I get is I need my workouts for my mental health, my sanity. Some of the pushback I get is if I don't work out, am I going to, I'm going to just gain weight. And I want to take today's episode to explain a little bit about why this can be a really powerful tool to one, help your hormones, two, help your energy, three, help your libido, four, you know, help you lose weight. Um, I want to take this time to debunk some of those things and really give you a more holistic understanding of of why it's good to have a little a little breakup, not a forever breakup, but a little breakup, and then just to kind of reevaluate your relationship with your workouts and making sure that you're not just attached to this need to work out, that you're actually aware of how it is optimally helping you and your health and optimizing your health. So I, before I got into hormonal health, I was a personal trainer and an online fitness coach and fitness for me, especially in the young years when my kids were little was, was what, you know, it was my sanity. It helped me have one solid thing that I could kind of control in my life when everything felt very out of control. It helped me feel grounded. It helped me feel strong. And it very much became my hobby that I fell in love with, right? We forget, we lose ourselves a lot of the, along the way, especially in those childbearing years or in the career building years, because we devote ourselves so much to something else that we lose the things that really bring us joy. And for me, my workouts were an escape for me and my joy and my hobby that I could, in my own mind, justify, right? And that's a lot of the problem for so many of us is that we don't like to take time for ourselves unless we can justify it as busy women or busy moms or busy women who and moms, whatever. So, and that's a whole other podcast topic, but for me, I had worked out every single day, but worked, I mean, worked out. Like it was a HIIT workout. It was a cardio workout. It was a weightlifting workout. Sometimes there'd be a little bit of Pilates and yoga peppered in there bar, but really for the most part, it was, you know, one of those initial three things for like 10 years without missing a day, six days a week, whether I was moving and doing it on the side of a road, whether I was in a hotel, whether I was on a cruise ship, whether I was at a cottage, whether there was no indoor space, I worked out, I found a way to do it. And I wore that as a bit of a badge of honor. I was really proud of myself. But when I started entering perimenopause, all of a sudden I needed a little extra pre-workout caffeine in order to get through my workout. And I started noticing that I was just exhausted in the afternoon. Like I had this brain fog that kind of carried me throughout the whole entire day. And I really struggled with what was happening in my body because I was doing the same things I'd always done in my fitness and I was gaining weight and I was just really feeling like I was disappearing, like growing, but disappearing in my own way. I just, I wasn't living my life anymore. And what I learned when I took a break, when I broke up with my workouts and I broke up with them for a solid month 
In fact, it was probably four months before I ever went back to doing like a consistent workout program again. So we had an extended breakup. We had a separation, (laughs) not a divorce, we'll call it. And what happened in those four months was that I began to have energy for the entire day. And I began to feel like I had better digestion. And I I lost about 15 plus pounds in that time period. And I had done so much research and education during that time to understand why, why I wanted to do that, why this was going to work, even though everything in my mind was saying, if you stop working out, what will you have? It was a part of my identity, right? It was a part of what made me feel like I accomplished something in a day which was really tied closely to my worth. So there was a lot of work I had to do around it. So I understand when it's a real heavy mental thing for so many of us. But what I realized is that there are three main problems when it comes to working out. And again, by working out, I mean those anaerobic workouts, those kind of workouts that make you suck wind, those kinds of workouts that require, that are asking your body to consciously change, right? You know, lifting weights, we're tearing the muscle, you know, those types of workouts that are putting more, um, they're just, they, you're requiring more of your body, like not a walk or not yoga or not like a fun swim or even just the occasional sports, you know, casual sports play with your friends. I'm talking about the kind where you are doing a hit workout, a CrossFit style workout, a harder workout. So if you are someone who is struggling in perimenopause, meaning you don't have consistent energy, you're having brain fog, your skin's a mess, or you're having digestive issues, or your period's all over the place, or you're super moody, or lacking patience, or struggling with anxiety, or gaining weight, or having really heavy periods, and I'm sure you all are, which is why I'm sure you can identify with one of those things, which is why you're here listening to this podcast. I want to share with you the three main problems. Because for me, when I'm trying to learn something and trying to understand, I really need to kind of understand the whole picture of what's happening. So let me give you the three main problems. And then, of course, I'll give you some tips uh, on what to do and how to actually break up with it. So number one, the, one of the biggest problems that we have with workouts or working out in perimenopause is that the energy demand of the workout doesn't fit the supply of what our body has right now. And, you know, at the beginning of this episode, I talked about how when, how perimenopause and the shifting of hormones is as significant, of course, as, you know, as that crazy growth spurt that we're having in puberty, where so much is happening in the body. And that's why our teens are exhausted and super hungry and cranky. Um, Or in, you know, the first trimester of pregnancy, when we're tired all the time and we're hungrier or we're nauseous or we're just completely off. Um, There's a lot more happening in your body. At the very least, what is happening in perimenopause is the shifting of your your main sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone, right? They are starting to become dysregulated. There's nothing we can do about it. It is part of the shift that's happening from when we are being reproductively active to not being reproductively able anymore. And that is work on the body, right? The torch is being passed, the baton is being passed to your adrenals, And it's almost like someone new is coming in on a job and we got to train this person. And meanwhile, you know, the, 
the, the person whose job it really was, you know, estrogen and progesterone. And of course, there's more to it than that. But I think this is the simplest way to explain it. The person whose job it really was in the first place is already one foot out, either, you know, on, in their new job or thinking about something else. So they're not really doing their job as well as they should. And that taxes the body, right? The body's working really hard to to create some type of balance, and this is why I call it hormonal chaos, to create some type of balance in the body. Likewise, of course, around midlife, we have more stress than usual, you know, so that's, we're, we're dealing with, with, you know, our thyroid, we're dealing with our met met metabolism, we're dealing with these main sex hormones, so a lot is happening, and the body has a higher workload that it's dealing with. So that alone means our energy supply is lower, and when we choose to do a workout, that is energy demand, right? In order for our body to not only perform the workout, but then repair from that workout requires a certain amount of energy. And we don't have that available in this moment. So that is one of the first problems that we have. The second problem is that workouts by nature add cortisol to the body, right? They stress the body out. And in, in a very healthy, balanced body, that allows the body to go and repair and fix that stress because they they're not dealing with 25 stresses. This is the stress they're dealing with. They can go, they can fix the stress. And, and what do you know? We have you know, bigger muscles or you know, our body responds according to the workout that we're choosing to do. But the issue, especially in perimenopause, is that the more cortisol that comes into our bodies, like the more that stress hormone spikes, the more it suppresses our progesterone. And progesterone is key for keeping us calm. It's key, I mean, it's critical for ovulation, so for regulating our periods that way. Um, if you struggle with anxiety, progesterone is really important for that. But on, on a big level, it's, it's important because it balances out our estrogen. So it, it brings us these feelings and these things happening in our body that we're, that without, we're having these other issues, right? We're having dysregulated periods and we're, we're feeling anxious or we're feeling frustrated or we're feeling hungry, whatever it is. And it's not enough progesterone means way too much estrogen. So now we have an excess of estrogen in the beginning of our perimenopause and then we don't have, it gets confused and we don't have enough as we as we lose our estrogen heading into menopause, so in the later years of perimenopause, we struggle more with that piece. But this surplus of estrogen that we find in the first half of our, our perimenopause creates its own level of trouble in the body, right? So we know that cortisol in any way coming into us, whether that's because we're, we want it to, because we're working out, or whether you know it's our life that is stressing us out, the body can't tell the difference. It's stress. It's already full, and now the body's like, I don't know what you want me to do with this. I already have 14 loads of laundry to fold. I don't have time to, look, to fold another, another load. And this is what's going on in here. So this added cortisol of our workouts is actually pushing us further into that fight or flight state, which metabolically suppresses our metabolism and amps up our fat storage. So now we don't have enough energy. We are storing extra fat because of the added cortisol. And the third main problem is that everyone who's working out should be eating to supply the repair of that workout, right? So when we work out, we often get hungrier. We need more protein. We need more food going into the body. But more food 
and, and, and let me just underline this. <laughs> you, you need to eat, of course, to, to, you know, like a responsible, good, mature person who's working out needs to eat enough to accommodate, you know, whatever the demand is that you're asking on your body. But more food means more work on the body. Every time we put something into our body, no matter what it is, or on our body, right? Like this is where the toxic loads can kind of come in. Every time we do this, it means the body has to stop what it's doing and deal with that, whether that's with blood sugar levels, whether that's with digestion, it's got to deal with what you've put into it. And that means it has to stop what it's doing, working to heal your hormones, heal your body, heal your energy, and use energy to, to deal with this piece. So huh, what am I saying here? When it comes to healing that body a little bit, we have to recognize that a harder workout means more food. More food in means more that the body has to do, and the body is already busy. It's very busy right now. And we need to protect that and understand what that means. So it's not even about eating more calories. Of course, if you're burning more calories, we need to eat more calories. It means the workload on your body is more. So you're giving a job. Now you're asking more of it in the workout when it doesn't have it. You're also adding a layer of work to it with the cortisol and you're sticking more food in it that it has to digest and deal with. When it can't, it's already full dealing with the hormone balancing and the life of a midlife person right now, right? We don't tell women in their first trimester of pregnancy to cut out their sleep and go do a hard workout. In fact, we tell them not to do those things. And that's because so much is happening in the body, right? It's exhausting. And then the body doesn't have the nutrients. It doesn't have the energy to do what it's supposed to be doing, which in puberty is growth, in pregnancy is building a human, and in perimenopause is keeping us balanced. So what do we do? These are our three main problems with working out in perimenopause. And again, if you're feeling, if you're, you're probably not listening to this episode, if you are balanced, there is a time in, in perimenopause when you, if you are healing your, bo- your body, I have lots of clients that get to this point where they now have consistent energy, they are releasing weight and they're feeling good and they love fitness like I do and we add it back in. It doesn't have to be a divorce, again, just a separation. So some tips to break up with it, because I know this is hard, right? You're saying, Bria, I need my workouts to keep me sane. I'm going to gain weight. Like you're, you're going to freak out a little bit sometimes around this. Some of you might be like, really? Do I really get to not work out? <laughs> can I do this without guilt? Yes, yes, you can do this without guilt. So I have four tips for you to break up with it. Number one, just take a month off. Take a month. One month, four weeks, take that month off from your heavy workouts. You still need to move your body, right? Every body needs to move. Movement is a key part of our functionality and our health and what does help us be happy, you know, still walk and we need to stretch, especially now in our lives when gravity is pushing us down. We have to expand our body. We have to pay attention to where it's tight and release that, right? So many of us have jobs where we're, doing the same thing every day. And so whether you're sitting every day or you're standing every day, you're doing the same thing. And we need to swing the pendulum and change that movement, right? Offset that constant wear and tear on the body. And that's where walking and yoga really come in. And you need to ask yourself during that time, if 
your workouts are the only thing that helps you calm your mind. It's not a successful long-term plan because at some point the body does get worn out. So even if you're only 42, if your only way for the rest of your life is to calm your mind, you're not gonna be able to do the same thing now at 42 that, that you know, you're not gonna be able to do the same things that you do now at 42 as at 62. We need to recognize that even though our bodies are these beautiful machines, they do not last forever. And hard impact on the body is difficult for it. So take that month off. Go for a walk after your meals. Commit to some yoga two or three times a week. But take the month off of your workout. Tip number two, use that time for sleep and nutrition. So workouts and fitness are not a requirement for weight loss. But you know what are? Sleep and nutrition. In order for our body to release weight, we have to be sleeping properly to release weight in a healthy way. In order for our bodies to release weight in a healthy way, we have to have our food and nutrition on point. So you don't need to be out doing a hard workout in order for us to actually move into weight loss and consistent energy. That comes from sleep and good nutrition. So use the extra time and now energy that you'll have from not pushing yourself through this hard workout and adding the cortisol and putting more food demands and digestive demands on your body to focus a little bit more, yes, permission to sleep in, sleep in a little bit more and focus on, on enjoying your food, on cooking healthy meals. You will notice you will have fewer cravings when you're not pushing yourself through a hard workout because when your cortisol goes down and your energy demand goes down, you're not needing that energy all the time. That's where so many of our sugar cravings come from in the afternoon is not having enough energy from not nourishing ourselves properly and not sleeping properly. Okay, tip number three, when you regulate your energy and begin to release the weight, right? So when you're taking your month off or however long you want to take and you begin to release the weight, um, if you need to, You can add your workouts back in if it's something you love, but pay attention to it. Pay attention to how it makes you feel. Do you suddenly have cravings? Is that brain fog coming back in? You know, what's happening in your body? So just really pay attention. I can tell now if I am adding in some weightlifting two or three times a week, and my sleep gets a bit wonky, or I wake up and I'm really stiff in my body. Don't forget stiffness from lifting weights and everything, you know, is taxing on your energy as well. So you want to make sure you're releasing and working, you know, working the opposite of that. So add it back in, but really pay attention to what your body is needing, not what your mind says your body is needing, what your body is saying to you it needs. Okay. And tip number four, only do it if it brings you joy. Remember, Abs are a luxury body item, right? Like it's, we're not born with them. They don't have to be there in order for us to be optimally healthy. You know, like obviously some abdominal muscles, but I'm talking about washboard stomachs and big biceps or whatever toning you're looking for. 
it doesn't have to be there in order for you to feel great, fulfill your life, fulfill your dreams, you know, have a great sex drive, you know, and, and live the life that you want to live. So only go for that if it's something that brings you joy. If you love fitness so much, it makes you feel so good, right? So make sure that the workouts you're choosing are, are you're choosing them because they make you happy. We're at a stage in our life where that's what our choices should be driven by. Is this bringing me joy or is it not? and just cut the cord for the things that aren't. Okay, so you know the three main problems, you know the tips to break up with it, you know it's just a separation and not a divorce, and I will assure you that if you pay attention to this and do this break, you will notice your energy. You will be able to pay more attention to your food, and it will become easier for you to say no to the foods that are inflaming yourself um, or bothering your body because you won't be in such a need for more energy, right? For a supply of energy because your demand is so low. Okay, sisters, that's what I have for you right now. If this resonated at all, please share it, save it, write a review, send it to a sister who needs it. And reach out. Don't forget to DM me. I love when you guys message me and tell me either what you learned or what you want to hear on the podcast or what you need help with. It just makes me so happy knowing that this message is getting out so more. So do me a favor, reach out and be more in your life and not just less on a scale. Catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.